welcome to the Dog Liaison Podcast. I'm your host, Jenna. This episode is a wonderful follow-up to my last episode where I interviewed Dr. Christopher Pockle about anxiety medications and having a conversation with your vet around your dog's anxiety. If you haven't listened to that, that episode, I really recommend you do because this is kind of like a part two, if you will. But sometimes before people are willing to step into anxiety medication, they want to try some of these natural calming aids. It's natural for our brains to be like, well, anxiety medication seems a little extreme. Can we start off with a simpler thing like a CBD or like a dog anxiety or like an adaptive pheromone spray? Like, can we start off with some of these over-the-counter things? And that's kind of what I want to talk about today because I get asked this all the time. And I want to start off by saying that there's really only so much I can actually say ethically and professionally on this topic. And and everything that I can say, I'm going to say in this episode. But I want to preface it by saying I know there are follow-up questions. I know that what I'm about to say in this episode are going to lead more follow-up questions for you. Those questions are better communicated with your veterinarian than with me because everything I professionally can say will be put in this episode. Everything else that's going unsaid are conversations you need to have with your veterinarian, okay? Because your vet is going to be the best source of advice on this question. But with all that said, there are two lenses to look through this, okay? I'm gonna give you the science lens and then I'm gonna give you my personal experience, okay? From a scientific perspective, there really hasn't been a lot of studies on some of these natural calming aids. There have been studies, but like CBD in particular is super under-researched. There have been studies, I don't wanna discount that, but the, the biggest problem with CBD is that the dosages can be vary so much, right? You can, get a, you can get a CBD from one brand with a certain dose and get the exact same dosage from a different brand and the experience is completely different. So because of that, there's so much variety and that makes it really hard to do a controlled science on it. That said, there has been a lot of science around Adaptil. That's Adaptil Pheromone Spray. It's A-D-A-P-T-I-L. Adaptil Pheromone Spray. You can get that at like a Petco or PetSmart. There's been a significant amount of research done on that brand. And overall, it's been pretty promising. Adaptil seems to be pretty helpful. But... One of the things that is very clear in many of these quote-unquote natural calming aid studies is there is a huge margin of error that is on part of the guardians. Like the, there's, a, there's a high susceptibility for a placebo effect, which is to say that the guardians think that a calming aid is helping, but they were given a placebo pill, so the calming aid wasn't even actually working. Like they didn't even have the calming aid. Their brains just thought that they were making improvements, but they weren't actually. And this is something that if we transfer into personal experience, I can tell you it's really hard to delineate between how much has been affected by the calming that we gave the dog versus how much is being affected by context and, you know, behavior training. It's very hard to separate the two, which is not necessarily true with anxiety medication. Um, Anxiety medication is slightly different. But with calming aids, there's such a subtle difference that it's hard to know, like, is the dog behaving this way because the CBD is really, quote unquote, working? Or is he behaving this way because of training? Or is he behaving this way because of management? Blah, blah, blah. 
This episode is brought to you by my signature coaching program, the Recovering Rover Program for Anxious Dogs. One dog, one million phobias. Reactivity, noise sensitivity, separation anxiety, generalized anxiety, and the list goes on and on. If your dog has multiple anxiety-related disorders, then you know the awful stress of feeling trapped in your own home. Having a dog with anxiety does not mean sacrificing your own mental health. The RRP is the most comprehensive program that coaches guardians on how to treat their dog's anxiety. This is a six-month group coaching program dedicated to making you an expert in desensitizing your dog's triggers and making your dog feel more calm and comfortable in the world. For all the info on the Recovering Rover program and to see whether you and your dog are a good fit, go to getacalmdog.com backslash RRP to learn more. And now back to the episode. So one of the things I tell my clients all the time is if they're going to try these, if they're going to try an adaptive pheromone spray, if they're going to try a rescue remedy, they're going to try a thunder shirt, then the best way to do it is to try to do the same training plan two weeks in a row, one with the, the calming aid, one without. So basically you set up a week's worth of training sessions, you encounter the exact same triggers, you encounter the exact same context at the exact same times, and then one week later you try to replicate that. The first week you have with the calming aid in place, the second week you replicate it with the calming aid out of place. And of course, we're logging everything because we want to move past just what our memory can hold. And instead, we really want to have data-driven results. Is this a bulletproof method? Absolutely not. Is there room for error? Absolutely yes. I just think that if you're going to do the study, if you're going to do this experiment to see how effective a calming aid is, this is the best way to do it. Of course, replicating triggers especially if you're talking about outside of the world and they're triggers that you can't control. Replicating triggers is really difficult, but this is absolutely something that you can do if your dog has separation anxiety. Here's what I can say with my personal experience. So this is my, my personal dogs. The little calming aid treats that you get from like Petco and PetSmart are nothing in my experience. There's just absolutely, and, and if you're listening to this podcast and your dog has the degree of anxiety, that would necessitate you listening to this podcast, those little calming aids that you spend $20 on special dog treats. That's really what you're doing. Okay. So save your money on that. I do think it's worth trying Adaptil. Okay. Definitely think there's a place for that. Um, thunder shirts. I see go both ways. For example, my dog loves his thunder shirt. And this makes sense given the fact that he likes to be in tight places. Max is notorious for building himself forts and he really likes being enclosed and kind of having in that little tight sanctuary. So it all makes sense that he would really love his thunder shirt. But uh, certainly there have been cases where people have tried thunder shirts, put them on their dogs, and it was like we were murdering the dog. Okay. So not for every dog for sure. Something to realize though is that the calming aid can act as a cue. So for example, let's say you choose lavender because lavender is one of those things that sometimes people think makes the dog calm. Okay. And one of the problems that you can run into is you start, you know, making the lavender candle go off, but that just becomes a cue to your dog that a calming event is about to occur. So then we start to think that the lavender is what's calming the dog, what in fact is just a cue that, hey, we're all going to be laying by the fire and relaxing. 
So this is kind of goes back to what I was talking about before, which is it's really hard to separate if the dog is actually feeling more comfortable because of the calming aid, or is he feeling more comfortable because it's a cue that there's going to be a relaxing environment. This can actually work the inverse too. So for example, if you give your dog CBD 15 minutes before you go for a walk every day, and every time you go for a walk, your dog is going to encounter his triggers and he's going to go over threshold. Well, eventually the CBD can actually become a negative cue. It can actually tell your dog that something bad is about to happen. And then therefore CBD, as soon as you give it to him, the anxiety actually sparks. So it can work both ways. So all that to say, I do think Adaptil is worth trying. I think if your dog has a lot of experience liking being swaddled. I even think thunder shirts are worth trying. Much beyond that, there you need to have conversations with your vet. You know, whether or not you try a CBD, whether or not you try a dog's anxiety, a rescue remedy, whether or not you try a special candle, you know, those are all conversations that you need to have with your vet. And I would just really consider how are you going to delineate its efficacy? Once you give your dog this calming aid, how will you decide how it's effective and whether or not it's working in the way that we need it to? So I hope this this answers your question around CBD and other calming aids. And let's get out of here. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Dog Liaison Podcast. Support for this episode came from the Recovering Rover Program. Go to getacalmdog.com to learn how you can treat your dog's anxiety. And you can support this podcast by leaving a review and sharing. I appreciate your continued support, and I'll see you in the next episode.